In the vast, overcrowded forest of politics, there's an overpopulation of rhinos, and we are the exterminators. This is What's Happening Idaho. What's Happening Idaho. Idaho's conservative voice. If it's happening on the right, we're talking about it. And if it's happening on the left, we're laughing about it. Welcome to What's Happening Idaho. And now your hosts, Josh and Kirsten. back to the podcast guys this is a special recording that we're doing i'm going to be putting out i'm currently not in studio i'm actually not even in idaho i am in portland oregon here visiting family with that said what happened yesterday was too important not to create an episode so here's what i want you to do first remember where you were when the hobbs decision came out that effectively overturned roe v wade now We got to talk about what this means for Idaho and what it means for the United States. And we'll have Senator Rice on here shortly who will explain it more in depth. But essentially, Idaho and 12 other states have what's called a trigger bill. What the trigger bill does is it essentially says, if Roe v. Wade is ever overturned, here's how Idaho will handle it. 12 other states did this. In Idaho, here's what's going to happen. Within 30 days of the decision, abortion will become effectively abolished. The only exceptions will be three things, rape, incest, and if a mother's life is in danger. That means the sacrifice of children at the altar of convenience will no longer happen. This is a great day for Idahoans. This is a great day for Christians. This is a great day for the unborn babies. Although there are some who are elected officials who don't think so, one being Mayor McLean. She thinks that this is particularly harmful for women of color and low-income families. I would argue that what she meant to say is abortion is particularly harmful to babies of color and low-income families. Abortion disproportionately affects minorities and low-income families. Why do these white liberals want to continue abortion? Are they actually racist? It's a good question to ask. I don't have the answer. You have to wonder, why do people want to fight for the murder of children? It's probably because of mental illness, something the deranged left suffers from. She wasn't alone in this sentiment. Of course, Lisa Sanchez, who sits on city council, was upset that she can't go have an abortion now, even though nobody would ever get her pregnant. And other women who would never have to worry about getting pregnant also are upset about it. All these women are saying this is so unfair yada 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 these women are not having abortions i'm not even sure men are attracted to these women and want to hook up with them maybe mayor mclean she's she's kind of cute a little bit but all these other people on twitter that you look at when you look at their profile pictures you just kind of have to step back and go don't think you have to worry about it what this really tells me is this is what a lot of people do anyways they get outraged for other people for things that don't impact them they're going to get outraged because Oh, you know, my my future granddaughter can't be killed. You have to stop and ask yourself why they're so offended. If this is something that's not going to impact them, why do they care? Also, there's a lot of insanity of people who are going nuts. Again, 
most states don't have a trigger bill. Most states are probably going to have abortion be legal. Enough hearing from me. Let's get our first guest on to explain further how this is going to impact Idaho. All right, joining us to give us a better observation of what this is going to look like here in Idaho, we have Senator Jim Rice on the phone. Senator Rice, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing good. Today is a great day. As you know, of course, they, they had the Dobbs decision in Supreme Court, and now abortion is no longer federally protected. But that does leave the question, what does this look like for Idaho? Well, it's, you know, the, the first most obvious thing is that Senate Bill 1385 from uh, 2020 will go into effect in, in 30 days after issuance of the judgment uh, on that decision. So that means that uh, abortion, with certain limited exceptions, will become illegal in the state of Idaho. Uh, so it, it still will have rape and incest and protections for the life of the mother. Um, but other than that, it's going to be uh, illegal in Idaho. I think that, that the bigger thing is some of the implications that come out of the decision about the Supreme Court is going to be going back to the protection of the rights of the states and the people that are in in our U.S. Constitution, and and that's a big big deal. It goes far beyond Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. uh, in its import. Yeah, they're not letting you amend the Constitution by court action. You have to amend it the way it says. Yeah, Judge Clarence Thomas. He actually said in a. I don't know where he said it, but today it was leaked that he did say, hey, you know, we need to revisit these other things such as contraception and also gay marriage, different things that and not in the way of this is something, you know, I want to say how I feel. But, you know, it's like you did say it opens up, you know, those discussions for these decisions that should be made at the state level. Yeah, that's a concurring opinion. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Justice Thomas is very, very much one that a justice who believes in holding the federal government to the actual constitution. And if you want to change it, go amend it like you're supposed to. And, you know, even when you get conservative justices, they aren't always as spot on as Clarence Thomas. He, he actually is one of the greatest justices ever to sit on the court because he really believes in the Constitution for what it's intended to be, what it always has been. Yeah, I agree with that. I was actually looking at the ruling that Brent Kavanaugh had actually just put out a statement for. He put out, I don't know what you call it. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) I know you are. But uh, his opinion when he released it, it was dealing with New York, right? And their firearms ban, essentially. And he said, hey, you can't actually stop you know, people from constitutionally getting this, but where he stopped short, in my opinion, is as he said, but you can license it. So they still have to go through the process of getting a license. Well, one of the, the really always recognized exceptions to the second amendment is criminal activity. Mm -hmm. And so persons convicted of crimes actually lose their rights as part of the punishment for the crime. And they, it's that way in 
all cases, so you get a suspension of mm -hmm. rights in criminal situations. And that's something that uh, has always been an exception because otherwise you couldn't have laws, right? you know, criminal code that, that would be effective. Um, so that's the actual one. But, you know, what's really interesting is something that uh, is uh, Justice Thomas went to the Dred Scott decision for proof that the right to keep and bear arms was something that uh, was about carrying in public, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere you want. Because that was one of the things that uh, the writer of the Dred Scott decision, which was horrible, by the way, mm -hmm. they didn't want to make allow free blacks to be sit American citizens because they'd have the right to carry firearms in public. Right. And because it was guaranteed by the Second Amendment. It's these original understandings that the left likes to get away from. They want the courts to take away our rights. The courts don't have any authority to amend the Constitution. And what we've got is a majority on the Supreme Court that really goes that direction a lot more strongly than we've had in a century. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Idaho is not the only one with trigger bans in effect. It's actually one of 13 states. Interestingly enough, it's states in the South. And then, you know, there's this, some states here in the Northwest, and they actually all connect with the exception of, you know, when it comes to separating the South and us, we have Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, and then down South, we have Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So they all already have something in effect that will, I guess, be that trigger. Uh, I don't know if they have a 30-day thing. I think, didn't we actually look at Texas for that 2020 bill and model something um, they had? It's possible, that, it's possible that we did. We do a lot of modeling off of other legislation because, you know, when states work together, they get it right more often, yeah. or at least they're consistent. Um, and you don't end up having to reinvent the wheel as many times um i would say one thing that's i think precautionary mm -hmm. we will have to work even harder um because of this because there has been a systematic misrepresentation of the constitution um since Roe v. Wade, and even before it to some degree, but Roe versus Wade is one of those that um, will cause more activity by the, the Democrats and the left mm -hmm. uh, being overturned uh, because they raised a generation that doesn't understand that it was never part of the Constitution and that that's not how you change our laws. And that group thinks that they have rights being taken away, at least the ones in the Democrat Party. And so they will work very hard because they believe that. Well, we have to, you know, our life organizations are going to need to be even more invigorated and active because we have this decision, not less. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Republicans across the country, and I think we're going to fill it in our state as well. There's a lot of people who are going to be turning 18 before the next elections, the next primaries. I think that, you know, we're going to have to be 10 times more active. And I know I was active and and tons of other people were active across the state trying to elect good conservatives. And I'm concerned that, you know, we're going to have to work 10 times harder. So you're absolutely correct. Well, I, and that's something that I think all of us need to remember. We need to work together to make sure we're going to keep the gains we've made and that we're going to go further. People need to understand the Constitution. They need to protect the Constitution. They need to talk about the Constitution and they need to learn it. Yeah, absolutely. Senator Rice, thank you so much for joining us today and and trying to help clear up what this is going to look like in the future. We really appreciate it. I know it's the weekend. I'm going to let you get back to your family. Hopefully you're not at your law practice working late. (laughs) So I appreciate your time. All right. Take care. You too. All right. Joining us now is Emery Moore with Turning Point USA. She was on the ground and is still currently on the ground in Washington, D.C., and she's going to give us an update of you know, what What it was like yesterday when the ruling came out. Emery, how are you? Good. How are you, Josh? I am doing phenomenal. Other than being in Portland, uh, least yes. favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great place to be. No, yeah. So you were on the ground. You were actually there at the Supreme Court when the ruling came out, correct? Yes, correct. Oh, nice. All right. So what was the sentiment like? Like amongst the crowd, was it anger, frustration, happiness? You know, what? what did you see? Yeah, so I was there around 8.30, and obviously it came out a little bit after 10 o'clock Eastern time. And so you had both sides there, pro-choice and pro-life. And you can definitely see the difference between pro-choice people and activists and pro-life people. Pro-life, they're praying. They say that they love pro-choice people. They're inviting. They're just happy people. And then you have pro-choice people on the other side that is yelling vulgar, having, you know, saying vulgar um, language. They are yelling the F word, F this, and yelling and getting in the face of pro-life people. Now, this is prior to a decision um, coming down. And then you see um, just a total shift when uh, Roe was overturned. Pro-life was there. Like it, it was just so incredible to see because you saw in real time the reaction of how happy these pro-life organizations were. You know, they were celebrating, they were cheering, they were crying, they were just so happy that this decision was made. And pro-choice people also, they were crying because they were angry that it got overturned. But then their sadness turned to anger. So they started getting in the face of pro-life people again, yelling at them, um, saying that it's not true. Like they're going to fight it. They're going to burn cities down. They wanted to, they were encouraging violence. AOC did come out too. And she says they need to take the streets um, to uh, you know, stop this. And so it's just so different between the pro-choice people and pro-life. And I did say this earlier that I'm actually right now at my hotel and across the street from me, there is a man, a pro-choice activist that climbed on top of a bridge and has been there since nine o'clock this morning because of the decision of uh, Roe being overturned. The bridge is shut down and police officers have been there now for 24 hours. So this is how these people act when they don't get their way. Yeah, like children. 
absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, I'm I'm a little envious of you because you know, yesterday was a historic day with that decision coming out, right? Absolutely. You were there in D.C. when it happened, and that is something that you'll be able to remember forever. So kudos. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for you that you got that. What was the sentiment last night? Did Was there any rioting, protesting, anything like that that continued into the night? Yeah, so actually uh, pro-life people stayed about an hour after the decision was made, and then they, they took off. You know, there's no reason to be out on the streets anymore. Um, but pro-choice people stayed, and later on in the day, the crowds got larger with pro-choice people. They set up, you know, more speakers and um, had people come out and speak at a rally that they were having in front of the Supreme Court. And again, those speakers, all they have to say is uh, use vulgar language. They talked about how they're oppressed. They're not even talking about abortion anymore. They're talking about, um, you know, the LGBT community and how going back to Black Lives Matter and again how these people are just so oppressed and I'm just you know listening to them and it's so flummoxing because I'm like how how do you feel oppressed when right now you are standing amongst 3,000 plus people being able to speak your opinion and there are women actually in third world countries that will be killed or beheaded just for speaking out and their bodies are are covered. And these women are saying they're oppressed in the greatest country in the world. It's just mind boggling to me. And so after I heard that actually around, I want to say 730, 8 o'clock, Antifa showed up. So there's about 300 people started marching down the streets of D.C. and I followed them. I was a little scared, but I had my team with me. And we captured, you know, them again, just yelling at people saying, uh, F the police. They also stopped about two miles into their walk and decided to burn an American flag in the middle of an intersection in D.C. And they chanted that police are, excuse my language, bastards and burn an American flag. And again, I'm just thinking, like, if any of these people go to another country where they would be executed immediately if they perform this type of behavior. And then they say that they hate America. And uh, it's, it's crazy to me. And it makes me so sad. Yeah, it's it's insane. You know, it goes back to what do cops have to do with this decision? Now, it's important to mm-hmm. also note that this the Supreme Court decision doesn't make abortions go away. All it does is it says, (laughs) hey, as a state, this is a state's right issue, so you're going to have to decide how you handle it. Now, we are fortunate Mm -hmm. in Idaho that we have a trigger bill. So within 30 Mm -hmm. days, we're going to have it to where abortion is illegal with the exception of rape, incest, or if the mother's life is in danger. So Idahoans and our lawmakers are going to have to decide if there's any changes we want to do to that. But there's only 13 states that have a trigger bill already in place. So mm-hmm. I, as I stated, I'm in Portland, Oregon right now in the belly of the beast where Antifa thrives <laughs> and, and the mayor until, you know, they lit a fire in his apartment, you know, he marched with them. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, there better not be any protests here. That would be insane because we all know that here in Oregon, abortions are going to be legal. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to yep. walk in just like you did two days ago and get them performed. But I am excited that Idaho, you know, I feel like we're finally at a place where God can smile upon us more knowing that we are trying to save children in Idaho. So absolutely. God always wins. And I just want to, you know, say this because it's just so funny to me that, you know, 
two days ago, these people couldn't even define what a woman is. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> liberals have remembered what a woman is um, and that women can only bear children, only give birth to a child. So you can't argue with these people, Josh, because they do not know the difference between up and down. Yeah. So if the sky is blue, <laughs> so it's, that's just it's just funny to me. But that's who we're dealing with right now. But like I said, God always wins. And I'm so happy that this decision was made. Yeah, absolutely. Emery, again, congratulations for being there. Remember this day. You know, yesterday yes, was definitely. so important. And this is something you'll be able to tell your children and grandchildren about mm-hmm. where you were. So uh, absolutely. Congratulations on getting on with Turning Point USA. You're doing a phenomenal job. And we're proud of you here in Idaho. Thank you so much, Josh. I'm, it was a pleasure speaking with you. You as well. Take care. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Pray to God. Pray to God that other states will recognize the importance of life and will protect their children. On that note, be blessed. You've been listening to What's Happening Idaho. Idaho's conservative voice. If it's happening on the right, we're talking about it. And if it's happening on the left, we're laughing about it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. You can hear the show on every major podcast site and find out more about us at the website at www.idahospodcast.com. See you next time on What's Happening Idaho.